It's not another Buffalo podcast with John. Rochester, New York, Rachacha, wants to share a little Bill's perspective. Go ahead, Dan, the floor is yours. It's time for some real talk, guys. For the next 10 to 15 years, you'll likely, you'll have to deal with this feeling. Brando. You're the most insufferable, entitled fan base in the NFL, and you don't want to hear that. Swallow your delusional pride and suck it up. Go Bills. And Pat. Someone just dialed in, and they want to immediately retort to Dan from Buffalo. Carrie and Beverly, what do you got to say? GFY, Dan from Rochester. (laughs) That's it. Uh, Boston people are hilarious. They're insufferable, actually. They are. They are. They really are. Welcome back to Not Another Buffalo Podcast. I'm John. I'm here with Pat and Brando. You can find us on Twitter at NotBuffPodcast. We're Buffalo Rumblings Podcast. I always, I never get through that without that saying smooth. podcast too many that times. Good. So that was good. I try. It's getting better, but I still have to say podcast six times. So it's never. You can say be production. We can say production. Uh, yeah, we can say a Buffalo Rumblings production. Yeah, like part of the Buffalo like Rumblings network is is what I should say. I was trying to explain but, it to my grandma. And I'm like, it's not a radio show, but it is a radio show, but it's not on the radio. We just kind of talk. <laughs> and yes. We have like cool hey. edits and stuff like <laughs> explaining what we do to to people who are not familiar with podcasts is is quite hard. Like how but. where where do you listen to a spot uh, a spot a cast? That's what I was going to say. <laughs> yeah. Where do you listen Only to a, a matter podcast? Of time before like, that's a real thing. Yeah, but but anyways. All right. Well, our, uh, our, our main topic for today, um, Brandon came up with this one, so I'm going to pass it off to him because he came up with this concept. I think it's a fun hypothetical to play since we're into the off season. We're thinking about free agency combines next week and, uh, trades could happen. You know, who knows if this is going to be a, a big year for trades or anything like that. Um, but it's fun to it's fun to think about since this is the only thing we can cling to. Yes, yeah. and it's right around the corner. It always comes fast after the Super Bowl. You, it's here before you know it. And generally in Buffalo, it's still pretty crappy out before free agency starts. So just imagine, you know, you bump into Brandon Bean, you're at a Sabres game, you're taking a tour of the stadium. Whatever may happen, snowstorm, ice storm, wind gust, whatever it could be, you're stuck in an elevator with Brandon Bean, the power goes out. You got about two minutes get those generators kicked on and you have Brandon Bean's ear. Whatever you mention to him in this elevator, he will follow through with. You are giving him the spark that he needs to set forth a move with this football team. Your suggestion could be anything. It could be a trade. It could be a signee. It could be a draft pick. It could be a, a cut. It could be a restructure. It could be anything that you want it to be. And whatever you tell him, realistically, it has to be real. Listic, you can't say trade Josh Allen for Patrick Mahomes, um, but it will happen. So, Pat, you have Brandon Beer, Brandon Beers, you have Brandon Bean's <laughs> ear in the elevator. What do you tell him? Well, you know, I, I there's a lot of different ways that this could go. I mean, I guess the the real question is, you know, are you down with old people, Brandon Bean? I mean, because there's a couple guys here that like I look at and like. I really would feel like would be a, a good addition. Like I think, I mean, I, I guess depending on what Mitch Morris does, I mean, granted he, he's not that old, but, and I mean, Ryan Jensen wouldn't be 
Er, like, the elevator turned back on. Brandon Bean says, thanks, Mr. Gabriel. <laughs> We're here in the Buffalo Bills. We need decisiveness. Oh, the storm's back. The storm yeah. is back. You got to pick I one, mean, Pat. You got to pick one guy. I, I, I don't think it's, yeah, it's not fair. Train, trade one 30-year-old bald man for another 30-year-old bald man with uh, <laughs> with slightly long hair in the back. Um, So I don't know. I, I, I think that, you know, an offensive line addition would be awesome, but I'm looking at this running back class and like, I really feel like someone like, I don't know, number one, like James Conner had a crazy year in Arizona, like, you know, but someone like Sony Michelle, who was like so low key on that Super Bowl team, like even like, I mean, I, I don't even like to think about it really because, you know, he, he did kind of make me feel really bad about myself, but like Jarek McKinnon for the Chiefs, I bet you we could get him. In here on a decent Yo, deal Pat, too. Pat, you got to pick one name. You got to pick All right, one Sony name. Michelle, Sony, Sony, Sony Michelle. Michelle. Sony, Sony Michelle, bring him on the squad. All right, Brandon Bean says, um, Mr. Caprio, thank, thank you very much for that response. I will, uh, I'll make a couple phone calls and we'll make that happen. Sony Michelle, the running back, added to the Buffalo Bills. Now, John, I'm echoed because I was loud. You have to pick one player that you want added to this roster or move I'll to be, be honest. I don't think that I th- I think Sony Michelle is at best a lateral move from Devin Singletary. Maybe yeah. maybe a better backup. Maybe a better backup than Zach Moss possibly. I think you can make that case. But the guy I have my eye on was on my fantasy team this year. Um traded him for peanuts which was which was a pretty good deal. Sorry Nate. But um Corderell Patterson yeah would be the kind of dynamic addition to this offense that would not only, you know, not take away from the Bills fastball, which is their passing game, but add to it because obviously Zach, uh, Devin Singletary has been great out of the backfield um, as of the second half of this season and has done a great job, but is not a crazy weapon when it comes to the passing game. Corderell Patterson, however, wide receiver slash special teams player, um, fills a lot of holes on this roster too because here's the thing. Corderell Patterson could also play that Andre Roberts role, return man, dependable. Oh, I would say I would say he's better than Andre Roberts. So no offense to Andre Roberts. Yeah, yeah. No, I agree. I'm just saying that type of role. But again, he's somebody who's a starter and could really contribute on offense and is not taking up a roster spot just for a kick returner, punt returner. And I'm not saying that Isaiah McKenzie doesn't have a place on this roster if Corderell Patterson is on this roster. I think that. Isaiah McKenzie is definitely a huge part of this offense that I'd like to see back. You want them both. Yeah, Yeah. you definitely want, you definitely want them both because again, the way that the way that this regime is operated, the person returning punts or kicks is not used as much in the offense. That was true with Ron Roberts and Isaiah McKenzie. When he was doing double duty with both of those had a reduced role in the offense. So Corderell Patterson and, I'm, I don't. I think he's a guy where that pattern doesn't continue because you have to use him in your offense. He's a great yeah. third down back, great out of the backfield, awesome safety valve for Josh, and really dynamic because I mean, Corderell Patterson would be great with a bad quarterback too. You know, well, hitting he, he kind of was almost. I mean, Matt Ryan. Yeah, not I mean, a, Matt Ryan was had kind of a tough year. But the thing about that move also is you could have Patterson and Singletary in the backfield. You could have Patterson and McKenzie. Could you imagine that having McKenzie and Patterson as your your backfield for a third yeah. down snap? And then you could have oh, it would be it would be a game changer because if your second best running back is Devin Singletary, you're in a great place. 
you know, yeah. or second most dynamic because Cordero Patterson is not a traditional three down back by any means. He is a great weapon who can run the football and kind of do the Debo Samuel thing a little bit, you know, in different ways. But anyway, let's, let's look at some cap numbers here too, because I want to keep this realistic. Cordero Patterson was a deal this year for the Atlanta Falcons. He had a $3 million cap hit and he well outplayed that number in my mind. Um, let's see. Sporttrack.com predicts that he's going to garner somewhere in the $9.1 million range this year, which is three times what That's it was last high. year, which is kind of high for what you're getting there. So obviously taking on a contract like his requires maneuvering in some way, um, which uh, the bills this year have a little bit less room to do that than they have in years past. Um, so that might be a potential downside, but I mean, think of the impact that he could have. I mean, he's not just a great running back. He's a great wide receiver. And, you know, I mean, most of these times that they're running empty sets, sometimes they'll have, there's a running back in those sets. When they go five wide, there is a running back on the field. So they'll have him by Josh and he can split out wide. But also Josh can motion him back into the formation as, you know, an extra blocker if the other team is blitzing as well. Yeah, because so, I mean he is he is a big boy, he's six two, two twenty. He is. He's yeah. much, much bigger no, than Devin he's Singletary. He's the perfect fit, I think, for this team. I think Brandon Bean would hear you and say, Heck yeah, Johnny K, I love that elevator pitch. Let's go get him. Yeah. yeah, he's he really is a little bit of Swiss Army knife, and I know that they like that on this team, but you're giving Ken Dorsey a real nice piece to play with. Yeah. And also, I mean, Stefan Diggs, I think it was Stefan Diggs was, was sending wings to Corderell Patterson when he was in town yep. for the game this year. So he knows, he knows how good the wings are in Buffalo. Maybe he'll, uh, he'll want to sign a, a team friendly deal. Yeah. And the thing is, <laughs> that's, 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 thing. that's not realistic. I know it. Brandon Bean said it in a, in his exit meeting. He doesn't really like doing the one year contracts because it kind of screws the cap up. And what if they get hurt and everything's kind of like you, you kind of handcuff somebody where you can't move the money to the next year. Whereas even if you get a two or three year option contract, you can move the cap hit to the, and, and with all this new TV deal money coming in, uh, pushing money down the road, you know, 7 million this year might only be like 4 million next year. Um, right. With the way that this cap moves. So if you can even get them on a two year contract, I would say that's probably better for this team. But um, I like yeah, that. That's a, a good, lot. that's really good insight. I like that. Yeah. But all right, Brandon, Brandon, you're in an elevator with Brandon Bean. Who you got? First off, you got? what move are you making? Am I allowed to say that he should hire his wheelchair ambassador to be a uh, intern in the scouting room? Can, can that yes. count as a hire? That would be a bad Obviously. move. <laughs> That's already been, <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> You've already been on the scouting board for like four years, Brandon. Come on, isn't it? Well, they, if that doesn't work, your, you know that would probably be my first plan. Test. Plan B. Yeah, yeah, Plan B is I would tell him that I would replace. My D-line rotation, I would bring back Jerry Hughes, but I would let Mario Addison walk and I would take his money and get Von Miller, get the Super Bowl pedigree on the defensive line. He's perfect for the rotation that we play. He's coming off nine and a half sacks from last year. Uh, he you know, he could work well with Ed Oliver based on how he worked with uh, Aaron Donald, right? They both rotate on the line about what they can do. He knows defensive coverages. Uh, he seems like a player that Leslie Frazier would love to have 
these knowledgeable, smart defensive players. Uh, and I say that he's still younger than Mario Addison by a year and a half. Mario Addison did have seven sacks last year and Von Miller did have nine and a half. So it's not that much of an upgrade. And uh, if you could keep, if you can get them both back and, and just have them rotate, right? If you could have a rotational defensive ends with Von Miller, Jerry Hughes and Mario Addison coming back one more year to run it back. Like the bills were still top five in the NFL in pressure rate just because they didn't get the sack. And that could be a lot of coverage stuff. We saw our buddy Bruce Nolan talk about it a lot on Twitter about how impressive our coverage is to get the pressure, but it's not quite what it needs to be because they still get the completions in the zone. Um, so you don't have the sack numbers, but it's just sack numbers can be inflated if you have a stronger corner out there. So when Trey White's out there, the sack numbers might be higher, but uh, you see the DN like Von Miller might just give it a little bit of a spark. Maybe he tips a ball in the Kansas city game. Maybe he makes a strip sack. I mean, he only has one force fumble, but still you're paying for the championship pedigree here. And uh, Brandon Bean wants to get the chip now. So give Von Miller two year voidable option contract. And uh, that's my elevator pitch with my resume stamped on it with a little, not another Buffalo podcast business card. So I like it now, Pat, if I were to, trigger one by saying Brandon Bean should go out and get Christian McCaffrey. What would, what would one say to, to such an argument? I mean, I, you're talking to the guy who wants to cut Mitch Morris to bring in Ryan Jensen a, because Jensen has better hair and like, it doesn't really matter because they're both 30 years old and one's just shorter and squatter squattier than the other. And you know, there's really no economic like difference. I just would like to see a guy with better hair, but that being said, like, you know, it's just, I, you guys get all on this Christian McCaffrey chain. I mean, if I was in the NFL for five years and I only rushed for 2000 yards, I mean, granted, like, like it, you know, it's just crazy. His, his two best years, like whatever, you know, he did have a thousand rushing yard season, a thousand receiving yard season, but he's had two 1000 yard rushing seasons in five years. And in those years where he didn't rush for a thousand yards, like his highest rushing total is like 420, maybe 435 yards. So, I mean, just in terms of staying on the field, like would be my main concern. And then the second thing is just like the, the, the most overhyped player I've ever seen, ever seen. And I mean, obviously running back stats aren't so it, just we did have a little bit of this conversation before the show started, but running back, running back uh, stats aren't a team stat until they are, until they are. Okay, Sean, Sean Alexander scored twenty-seven touchdowns when that was the record. Okay, Seahawks went to the Super Bowl. Okay, LT when he scored twenty-eight, a record that will never be broken. That team, playoff team, AFC West champs. So I'm just saying, like, from my experience, do we really want? See, I mean, and I get it. You know, Brandon Bean. I don't know. Was he like one of the, I, I guess, like administrators that would have brought him in? I don't you know. know. That's a good Stanford. question. That was going to be a question of mine to ask you. But I just, I mean, there's so many other options. Like, I mean, obviously Cordell Patterson, but you got Jared McKinnon. Like there's, there's a lot of other options that you you could go with, you know, that I, I just feel like, I don't know, just to say you have a big name and he's not going to take a pay cut. Like, you know what I no, mean? Here's the other thing, it, Pat, I agree with you because he has four years left on his deal and I'm pretty sure three of the four years he's making over 8 million a year. So that's a lot to give up. Uh, even if you, you have to trade for him too. So the, the mock that I saw would have been, I think it was uh, Joe Marino did this. 
in an article and he did Cole Beasley, a third round pick and a fifth round pick for Christian McCaffrey. Cause that would be the same that's, money would, for this year. That's a lot of assets. It is. That's a third and a fifth. A third that's, round that's pick accurate, is a lot. Though. I would say he's not worth anymore. And like his dad significantly has had, I swear to God, this is terrible to say, but his dad's career is like at least two X better at this point in their careers than Christians has been. <laughs> Go look it up. I'm like, I wish, I wish I was lying because you know, it's kind of like mean to, you know, say, but I, Ed McCaffrey, look him up two time Super Bowl champ. That's all I'm saying. Way better career than his kid. But I, I, I digress. Wins are now officially a running back stat. <laughs> Officially, dude. Look at I'm just saying Terrell Davis. You know what? TD, TD leading the league. Super Bowl he champ. Had, he had a good. It's it's just correlation versus causation. But I just, we, we could just, we could go in we could go in circles all day. Anyone else? Any other running back on a bad team? I would be totally down with. But <laughs> yeah. All right. Before we get too far, we got to get a break in here. Uh, but we'll be right back. We got a Sabres update, some Sabres talk, and Pat actually went to the game on Saturday and got to see a nice little uh, Tage Thompson hat trick. So we'll get to that and a lot of other stuff uh, right after this. So stick around. It's time for the weekly Sabres update. The Sabres were busy this weekend, but the results were not good. And Jack Eichel, former Buffalo Sabre, did net his first goal also as the Vegas Golden Knights secured their first win while the Sabres went 0-2 over the weekend. This has been your weekly Sabres update. Listen, the thing about the Sabres right now is that Alex Tuck coming over has lit a fire under Tage Thompson, Jeff Skinner, and Alex Tuck himself. All three of them in the 17 games since Alex Tuck has been there and that has been aligned are all over 20 points. Tage Thompson's 10 goals, 10 assists. Jeff Skinner's got seven goals and 12 assists. And Alex Tuck's got six goals and 13 assists. So they're all over 20 points in the 17 games that they played together. So they're on fire right now. But this team's a very much a one-line team. But Pat got his money's worth on his ticket as he saw the one of the top teams in the NHL, Colorado Avalanche, come to town and Tage Thompson scoring an NHL hat trick. Pat, what did you think of your game day experience in Buffalo? Well, I, I really enjoyed it. Um, funny story. At first, I, I told my friend Chris Fisher, I was at the game. I was like, wow, Olafson's having a great time, but he's actually number 71. So I was actually a little bit ignorant, but um, <laughs> there was some, there was some cool, like Jeff Skinner had a pretty sweet assist on that second goal. And like, it all just happened so quickly. Like, yeah. and you know, it's three, three going into, you know, that, that, that second intermission. And I don't know, it's, it's, it's hard to tell, you know, and uh, granted it, it is five, three, but like the game was pretty close and it was cool. And I enjoyed myself. And yeah. Rasmus Dahlin is huge. Oh my God. Like he looks like King Kong playing with a bunch of like, like orangutans, dude. I was just like, he's the Which is largest, funny because you see him largest on TV, dude on the ice. He seems like a pretty small dude he, on TV. It's the skates. For a defenseman. It's got to be his skates and his blades because he's really not massively big, but he's gotten bigger as he's gotten older. And he's also young, right? We forget how young he really is still because he's all of what? 
21 maybe he might be just able to yeah, drink just i think he might yeah he might even be yeah. younger than that but he's you know that's crazy honestly like there's a whole different conversation professional athletes in person look so much bigger than they do on tv because you get so used to them and they're a bunch of similar sized people next to each other well right? i'll tell you this is crazy so when i first worked for the sabers and i did the uh IIHF National Junior Tournament. I met Darlene more than any time ever. I met him like six different times in this 12 games I worked. And uh, he had these, he was 17, 16 years old, little young kid, acne all over his face, no facial hair, like squeaky voice. His grandparents, I rode the train with his grandparents. Like he's just such a kid, right? And he comes out there and that tournament, he dominated that tournament. He's been up and down. He also had the worst coach of all time behind the Sabres bench and Ralph Kruger stunt his development. It's like having a Ferrari with a governor at 55 miles an hour was what they were telling Darlene to play like no moves, no nothing. He could be forward. He could be defense, but uh, he's a rock back there and we should uh, yeah, enjoy that no, for a while. He did him and like, uh, apparently he and Tage Thompson aren't the same size. Apparently Tage Thompson's like four inches taller. Tage Thompson's the just, biggest guy on the team right now. He's, he's massive. They're just, they just looked huge out yeah. there. Those two players specifically. I just was like, I don't know, large man. But it's funny that you're talking about <laughs> this right now because uh, actually Darlene's six, three right now. So he's grown 207 pounds. Yeah. He's gotten bigger. He, he's definitely a man now. Compared to when I knew him four years ago. But um, <laughs> speaking of <coughs> uh, former Sabres players that looks noticeable on the ice, that's not a good transition, but you'll know. I don't want to give it away. I don't want to give it away. I don't want to give it away. I'm just, I'm just, I'm just going to play. Okay. Please remove your hats, lift your drink, and shut your trap as we salute this week's standout of the drought. Well, ladies and gentlemen, like I said, I didn't want to give it away, so I'm not going to give it to you in the first clue. But this week, standout of the drought, uh, this Sabres player made his debut with the, at that time, it would have been navy blue and gold uh, Buffalo Sabres in 2009-2010 season. Uh, he played all 82 games as a rookie, which is rare because as a rookie, you have a nine-game window to play out your rookie deal right so you can play nine games and then you can be sent back down and the contract doesn't accrue so you buy another year of the player and the sabers generally do that because they don't like paying their players but this tried and true method makes sure that the sabers suck forever right because they always are trying to take their young players and make them like jack and they all want to leave so anyways this player uh had a outstanding rookie year like i said a career high 48 points in 82 games winning the calder trophy as rookie of the year beating out detroit red wings goalie jimmy howard three years later in the 2012 season the sabers signed this person to a seven-year 40 million dollar contract um he did not last long though two years after signing his deal uh, he was packaged in a big trade and shipped out of town for players that are no longer on the team. So that's always fun. This player is still in the league, signing for a West Coast team to another five-year, $30 million contract. So this player has made over $70 million in his career, starting with the Buffalo Sabres. And my final clue about this player 
is during his time in the league with the Buffalo Sabres, the Sabres had the tallest player in the NHL and the shortest player in the NHL. Can you guess the prospect, gentlemen? I have a guess. I have a guess. Well, isn't... Is it Ryan (laughs) O'Reilly? Ryan O'Reilly played offense and he was about six foot. And there's a lot of other clues. Okay, I'm sorry. I missed well, isn't some Jimmy of those Howard clues. Is like, I mean, he's got to be like... Jimmy Howard was an old He's pretty rookie. old, right? Like, this rookie was 18 in his rookie season. Jimmy Howard Jimmy Howard was 26 in his rookie season. But isn't he... He's like early 2000s though, right? Like this would have been like 2005, 2009, 2010 was this player's rookie season. So he made the playoffs one season and then he played on three drought teams. Ah, uh, see, I was thinking it had to be like, a. Uh, I was thinking Ryan O'Reilly because the whole big package trade thing yeah. still in the league and yeah. traded for players that are out of the league um, already. Well, Ryan O'Reilly was actually traded for Tage Thompson. So that was like good final right. fruits yeah. for that. And um, right. Ryan O'Reilly never played a playoff game in Buffalo. So that would be gotcha. That well, like, but remember, I, the biggest uh, clue I would say is the Sabres had the tallest player and the shortest player in the NHL at the same time. Is it like Ennis, maybe? No. I'm trying to remember. Was the Fenneganoff pretty small? That's too what, old. Because Tyler Ennis is five foot nine. I'm looking here. Yeah, there's right, shorter. Oh, I have a, sure. I have a picture Ennis. of the two. Pl- Was it Tyler Ennis? No, I have the I have a picture of these two players lined up. Oh, I know who it is. For a I face know who off it is. against each other. Uh, He's still in the the internet. I'm using the internet. I can't tell you who it is, but he's still in the league and he's like at a height. He's at like a height where he makes Martin St. Louis look like freaking Tage Thompson. Um, Are you talking about the smallest person or the biggest person? The smallest person on that last team. You can say the the smallest person's name. I can give you that one if you want. Well, I'm just saying, is it, is it Gerby? Nathan Gerby is the smallest player that I'm comparing him to, but it is not Nathan Gerby. That is a good guess, though, Pat. Nathan Gerby well, was I just saw on the as team. A five foot four on the roster as I was reading, and I was like, is that a lie? I have a like, photo of Nathan Gerby lined up for a faceoff next to this player, but this player is not short. He's a very big man. Interesting. Uh, Hockey is so wild, man. I just can't believe this Nathan Kirby plays in the NHL still and is five foot four. Yeah, he's okay. He's Brandon, a, you 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 might have had a stump on this one. You're gonna kick yourself, I think, when you hear the name. Cause he just was never as good as he was in his rookie season again. Um the Sabres got rid of his defensive partner. I believe his defensive partner was Henrik Talinder his rookie year, who was a part of those big, big run teams, and then they got rid of him, and this player has never performed again and i almost oh, slipped oh. i almost he's slipped. from i i know who it is he's from he's from dallas texas isn't he i don't know i don't know if he's a big guy he played for the stars after he played for us no he didn't no you're not talking about myers he didn't play for the stars after he played for us no well, what's his first okay, name Pat? come on give me his name tyler tyler, tyler myers. myers yeah tyler myers. Yeah, that's I, what i, I was I, thinking I, of uh, dude i from, said tyler I said Tyler Ennis, and I was thinking yeah, of Tyler Myers. Right. He, he okay. is from Houston. He is from Houston. I guess I thought he played for the the Dallas. He's Stars, six but. foot eight. I have a a picture of him next to Nathan Gerby on a faceoff. Um, but yeah, he's he, got a long neck. He's a if very you look up his hockey man. reference photo, yeah. Can you do that real quick, Brandon? I have it right here. Yeah. Is that not a long yeah, neck? Yeah, he's got a big neck, dude. And then uh, the trade, Giraffe. he was packaged. Tyler Myers, Drew Stafford. 
Oh yeah. Um, Brendan Lemieux and Joel Armia and a a conditional first round pick were traded to the Jets in exchange for Evander Kane, Zach Bogosian, and the rights of this Jason Kazdoff guy. Um, Evander Kane wasn't bad for a half second there, but it didn't last very long. He had like four sexual assault allegations with his time. Yeah, that's a downer. That's That's a little bit of a downer. Frequenter at Bottoms Up Club for those Buffalo listeners. <laughs> Sounds about right for expecting what happens there. So, yeah. But. All right. Well, you guys know where to find us on Twitter at Not Buff Podcast. Um, gosh, I still need to get the poll out from. Yeah, our draft, dude, that's probably actually. my best one yet. I was thinking about that too. Honestly, I like I, I started doing it this weekend, and then I realized that I'm not going to be able to fit this in the typical Twitter, like because our picks also have to have explanations. Because if I just put like number one worst sports tradition, like Bucky the Badger, I don't know if everyone's going to get that. Like, so I got to put like in parentheses, does a push up for every point scored. So I got to figure out how to get that down to the Twitter character. Or you can just do seventh inning stretch, I feel like would be fair enough. That's true. That's true. No, 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 no. That's, that's the, that's the mascot racist. That was your second pick. Yes. Right. Right. But But we said that we, we euphemized to the, we euthanized, know. yes. Euphem- like as a- I wish we <laughs> euthanized the seventh inning stretch. <laughs> there you go. All right, boys. Well, I'll see you guys again on Friday. Stay safe and uh, go Bills. Go Bills. Bye.